Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm actually back where... When I first spoke to you, I'm back in that house. I'm back at my parents' house, but only very temp- temporarily. Um, so I've just moved back to Bristol. But yeah, I had five days off work. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to smell the fresh air again and <laughs> rest and recover. And then I'll be back there again on the weekend. But yeah. So were you, right. were you at your parents' last time we spoke? I was, yeah. So I was there for the whole for a whole year, basically. Wow. Which is, which is pretty nuts. So have you just gone back to Bristol recently? So I've, six weeks ago, I moved back. For like for good which is really exciting and it feels like a really good time to like move back but yeah uh had a heavy weekend and i was feeling a bit sorry for myself so i was like <laughs> fuck it yeah i'll just come Get back for a little bit cooking yeah at home cooking the cat what a legend <laughs> minty the cat yeah how did you find being back home for you um at the time pretty good but it's funny now coming back again it feels very strange it's just literally the same as it was like obviously when i was last here but it's just yeah fine kind of eased into it better than i thought i would but that was the thing when you feel like you're getting quite comfortable which i definitely was at some points i was like oh shit yeah this is getting very comfy like you know it's best to like get away but yeah it, was, it wasn't actually that bad it was quite nice it was just very calm lots of time to to do stuff um and a garden which is like a blessing really so i saw uh you were working at one of the vaccine centers right for a little while i was indeed but that was a good thing actually whilst i was doing that whilst i was here so yeah i was how long were you there for not actually that long but it was like um so basically my work the part of the reason i moved back as well was like my work my like side hustle whatever let me they, when lockdown was announced or whatever they said oh you gotta you gotta go which was a bit annoying so that's obviously i was like oh great i've got well i'll have to move home then did they not do furlough or anything well exactly well they uh the first time round, basically i got sacked Twice, I say sacked, let go twice from the same job, which is pretty good going, I'd say. That's quite impressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, I'm on furlough currently, but it's pretty shitty furlough because 
yeah, it gets a bit complicated, but I wasn't getting my sort of uh, hourly rate of furlough, but whatever. But anyway, so yeah, was working at a vaccine centre and it was, yeah, really good experience. Pretty wild um, and just like crazy to kind of be in- involved in it in like, because it feels like such a big thing, doesn't it? But there we go. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of almost like a factory operation. Isn't Pretty it? much, yeah. And it, at, at first, obviously, when we were just trying to get as many people done, like we'd do, we'd get there about eight and then we'd, if we were doing like a whole day, finish at seven. And then like, if you you were lucky to even like have a sip of water and like get away to have a sip of water, it was just like, bam, 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 turning it out. But yeah, my mum was uh, has just retired from being like a doctor. So ah, I was okay. helping out at her surgery, uh, doing it there. But yeah, it was good. I mean, really, just like when they come in, got to tick the boxes and then bam, they're good to go. After a year of lockdown, I imagine any kind of experience like that that feels something close to, not normality, but even just having a job or something. Exactly. Must be refreshing. Yeah, yeah, it was a blessing. It was definitely a blessing. Yeah. And it was just good to feel like, you know, have a purpose. Like that's, the I've been lacking that and it can make you kind of spiral kind of, I guess, if you don't have that. So yeah, it was just good. A reason to, uh, well, for things to get back to normal a bit easier, I guess. What did you, well, you know, you're saying to have a purpose. What did you find you... Uh, find yourself kind of centering yourself around during lockdown well hopefully I was trying to say well obviously music would have been a real good one but you know that was that that comes with its creative challenges and like the general motivation but I guess just to mainly stay positive and just kind of like that was my main purpose but how did I achieve that Um, I did a bit of DIY and sort of challenged myself to a bit of like electrical work in like my parents' house. Like I was trying to help them out with like putting up shelves and changing lights and stuff, which this is really boring, but I don't know. For me, that was... Painting's always a good one to kind of just detune a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, no, it was great. No, that, so that was really cool. Just building things. I'm like quite good with my hands. So that sort of, that sort of stuff to the like when I wasn't doing musical stuff, that kind of kept me like feeling like I was helping them out <laughs> around the house was was good for me. Were you writing quite a lot as well? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I did. I did. More than I ever have done. But obviously, uh, you, you'd hope with all this time that you could kind of make the most of it. That's what I just kept telling myself, basically. But I think a lot of people didn't, though. No, of course. But then, the, I've, you know, there are you can't really you've got to go easy on yourself as well, right? I mean, I feel lucky that I was able to and I had a space to do that. But of course, you know, it's okay if you didn't. Like, it's fine. Like... You, you need to look after yourselves as well, you know? Yeah, it's tough to find the the balance. Did you find you approached like, the last lockdown or the one we're kind of coming out of at the minute differently to the first one? Um, yeah, I reckon so. I think I took my foot off the gas a bit in the in the last one. I mean, how many have there been? Is that, have there been three or am I making this up? May I've lost count. I, I can't even remember. <laughs> They're literally, it's all, it's all a blur. They, kept, they had a half one, didn't they, in November? They called it a lockdown, but it wasn't yeah. really. That was my birthday yeah. as well. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, that one sort of, and the weather was a bit shitty then as well. So, yeah, no, it wasn't as good in that one. But I in the first one, I was trying to do like um like a little, a little every day. And, and I can keep that off like two weeks, but then obviously you're like, okay, we don't know how long this is going to be for. But yeah, that kind of fizzled out after a while. But it's all useful stuff, isn't it, for like, being creative and whatnot. How would you, you know, something that you come up with a group every day, how would you normally kickstart a song? What's the thing that normally kind of gets it going? Sort, group, yeah, yeah, sort of like that. But then I was just sort of like putting up on Instagram or whatever and it was quite cool. And I think, yeah, it was just a, a nice way of keeping engaged, keeping myself sort of motivated because pe- people were liking them and stuff. So normally like that, just get like a just groove-based stuff, sort of bass lines and whatnot. And then 
whack them up. Yeah. Did you find yourself coming back to any of them? Yeah, no, no, 100%. So um, not the most recent songs I've just released, but um, which one was it? Three Weeks? Yeah, second lap came out like November. November, year, exactly. November twentieth. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, that one was one of the uh, one of the little Insta grooves, basically. And then someone was like, "You should turn this into a song." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, I will." There we go. That was like a lockdown song as well, wasn't it? Like if you look at that kind of lyrically, yeah, yeah it was. There's something. There's a lyric, and I can't remember. It's about disconnection. It shows more prominently when it's like under the same yes. roof. I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, what that's it, is. it. That's good. I like that. That's nice. <laughs> that is nice. Literally that. So that was up. So, um, so yeah, my girlfriend, so we were living together just before lockdown. So we were in the same house and we were literally about to move into a new house with a friend of ours the day, uh, that lockdown was announced where my parents were like, wow, you need to come home. And we were like, what? Cause in Bristol, there was a bit of a bubble. Everyone was like, oh, everything's fine. Like what's going on? I don't think it was just Bristol. I think everywhere was kind of in the same oh, for sure. boat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I don't know how they were saying, they were like, the roads are going to, this is my parents being like, oh, the roads are going to be barricaded. Like shit's gonna hit you need to come home now we were like what the hell getting the army in exactly but then we did and then it kind of was like oh thank god we did that yeah we'd have been uh pretty messed up but anyway yeah so we've spent like a while suddenly doing uh um uh long distance again so this was kind of like i guess i don't know a therapy of trying to make sense of just as you were saying finding a purpose and trying to be okay with the the time spent apart basically that song did you feel quite disconnected in the lockdowns Kind of coming back to that lyric. For, for sure. I guess because it was just such a sudden change of uh, geographical location and mindset. It was all so different and having to suddenly, and even, you know, I'm now, I was living with my sister for the first time in like six years. So it was all very uh, quick and, and unexpected. But yeah, no, I, I think to disconnect actually was useful. If you If I overthought it too much, it that would make me not be okay. Just like, you know, do the time, get it done, sort of thing. But if like disconnect, isn't can I just step back a little bit sort, and can I just chill out? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. Don't connect too much about how rubbish it is or like how we can try and fix it because basically the reality was, yeah, we can't, you know, we can't change this. This is just kind of what it is. That was, I guess, that's the sentiment of the song. But yeah, yeah, no point worrying about things that you can't change. For sure, that's it. That's that's it, man. Easier said than done, I must say. I'm not like a pro at this or whatever, but. Yeah, it's good. To, maybe it's, I don't know, it's good to remind yourself that, right? Especially in a global pandemic, like, you've just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I think like what you're saying, easier said than done. It's very easy to try and invent methods to change it in some way for yourself on like a tangible day-to-day level. Yeah, for sure. Like you kind of want to find a way to change it, even if it's maybe not possible. Exactly. Yeah. God. <laughs> God. Have any of your friendships kind of changed as a result of the lockdown? Um, well, yeah, actually. So, um, my best friend, he's just, he's just moved to Spain and we all knew he was going to move to Spain with his girlfriend. And he plays bass in, in the band as well, in my band. So, um, uh, so he's just moved to Spain, but we knew that was coming. Um, but then obviously we couldn't really do a massive sort of leaving do or like spend that quality time together before he's gone. So that, I, I would, our friendship hasn't changed, but you know, it's just like, it's a bit sad and that's a new dynamic now that I'm back in. I'm actually in his old room in Bristol as well. So it's quite funny. I'm sitting in there sometimes. I'm like, oh, this is Sam. This is Sam's room. This is not, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think everything's going to change. It's not, it's not the same. I'm really feeling that, but you know, it will, will get normal. We're really quick at adapting, aren't we? I think. Yeah, sometimes for the worst. Like, I don't know if I want to feel like this is the normal. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's very true. Are you generally quite good with change? Just like in life at large? 
My dad always says this thing. What does he say? He's all for progression as long as there's no change, which I quite like. I like that. But um, maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe I am. I, you, I want to say I am, but maybe I'm not. I don't know. What about you? If I feel like I'm in control of the change, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm good at adapting. I don't know. I think I'm quite good at being on my own. So in this context, I've noticed that recently. I, I do actually, it's made me realise I do like having time to think and make sense of, maybe that's how I, de- I deal with it. I don't know. But I guess if you can see the change coming, like what you were saying about your pal moving to Spain, when you knew that was going to happen, it's easier to kind of prepare for it. Whereas something like a lockdown, we don't really see coming it's very true well it comes in like waves i find you can deal with it one day whereas everything you know it's all it just changes each day it's a new day you might feel differently when you wake up who knows you never know can you see those changes from day to day impact your songwriting and your creativity can you see that in what you're working on 100 percent um yeah 100 percent. and i think even sometimes uh that takes influence um from outside people and and people's views maybe you know i take especially my close friends and people that i value you know what they how they feel about my music or their sort of opinion does really matter to me which i guess can can slightly hinder the music at at points you know from it just being super true and me just like seeing something through because i like it you know maybe it slows it down a bit but i i don't know yeah recently i've been uh, trying to like settle back into the uh, creating in this new space in Bristol, um, and I've tried. I'm aware that I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself, which is actually, actually like not that helpful. But um, I don't know if I've forgotten what the question was. But that sort of <laughs> I can't remember what it was. But yeah, yeah, no, I yes is the answer. Is um, what you said there about you know putting pressure on yourself to write in that new space in Bristol. Is writing something you do is like routine and you have to do it every day or is it something that you have to wait for the inspiration to strike you? Yeah, I wish I could do it every day. Um, but I'd say, yeah, it's just when normally if I sit down, I will come up with something. Um, and recently I've just been trying to do like come up with something. And then if it's, you know, if it's not cool, I'll leave it. I'll just start something fresh. And then when, when it feels right, this will be in like one sit like session or whatever of writing. I'll just be like, start a project. Cool. Done that. Got that out onto the next I'll just start a new one until I really can like get in that zone but that's a new method I don't know if it's working so far but yeah is that like what you're saying about the groups as well is that you're just writing various groups until you find one that you click into yeah yeah I guess so yeah or something that just like I can it feels it feels good like it's hard to explain it do you know what I mean god can you hear the rain outside by the way (laughs) we had hail today well that's what's going on right now it's nuts it's nuts Feels more like October than May. Yeah, very strange, isn't it? Very weird. Always, it's interesting that feeling you're kind of talking about there, you know, where you'll click into the groove, yeah, with a rhythm. When you do that, can you see what the song looks like at large? Do you start to get a picture of it as a whole thing? Is that what it is? 100%. And I think we spoke about that last time I spoke to you as well, but I think that's how it's so visual for me. I tried to explain it to someone as well. I don't know if I'll be able to articulate this as well as I want to, but I've got a box and it's like, you're, you're a puppet in it. And you know, you could, it's like a 2D thing, but there's things behind it. And you've got like the scenery behind where the puppet would be in this box or something. In my head, I kind of can hear the sounds like that in terms of layers in front of each other. And there's a, there's a picture of it. I, I don't know if that, you can see that. If you think about it, it's at the little ear candy bits that you put in. Is that what you mean with like the scenery and stuff? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like where things are like that's going to be on, that's going to be on that side. But yeah, before as soon as I can start, I kind of 
if it connects with me and I can really immediately I can see what kind of where it's going and then from there I, I will you know I'll pursue it and it will be it will unfold I can just yeah I get going I get lost in it and I know picking up random instruments and I'm just like yeah cool that should be should be quite good so you can actually see what it is before you have to pick up the instrument yeah see I say see it but I can hear it but in my head it's got that sort of pr- um, blueprint it, um, visual blueprint of sounds if that makes sense do you almost see it like uh, like a logic session or whatever is that how you visualise it like all the different layers yeah, ma- yeah maybe actually that's really true I mean I really do find it satisfying in like logic when you can kind of like you zoom out and you see like the <laughs> arrangement of like there's like a sort of formula to it. I I, I see what you're saying, yeah, because I do find that really satisfying. So maybe it is like that. It's quite a visual thing, but also you know, corresponding with the sounds. I, I don't I don't know, but yeah, there's something really special about when you can see it. Like when when you pull it and you see it visually all just slotting into place because you can see the sounds in the graph. You can see exactly where they all slot into each other like a puzzle. Exactly, exactly. And I just yeah, arrangement. I find it so fun. Like I find it so interesting, arrangement. And I think you know that plays a big part into the songwriting in general for me as well i mean of course lyrics i I treat very differently to the music but that it's all part of it you know the arrangement is as strong as it has to has to go together i think you're saying you treat lyrics very differently to the music in what kind of way oh yeah so some people ask me they're like oh do you do uh um, lyrics before you've you know you've done the music um but i've got you know little ideas on my phone of lyrics that are already just in my phone i'm sure lots of people do it that way but i do yeah music first for me and I think the music can create a feeling, um, which then impacts the the lyrics. As you know, it's kind of an equal. Uh, there's an equal responsibility to both parts, for me. So yeah. Is that a similar thing with what we're saying there? You know how you see all the sun slotting in like a puzzle. Is that a similar thing with lyrics and melody? Do you need the melody there, and then you kind of put the lyrics into place? Yeah, 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 exactly, for sure. Yeah, melody first. And then if I can, and then, you know, you pick up, you, you grab onto the, uh, and then, you know, the, the song un- reveals itself and then it's, you're flying after that, hopefully. Does each line kind of lead on to the next one, like in terms of writing momentum, or is it more, there'll be like scattershot to start with? Oh, that's a good question. That's really good. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I think, but a bit of both, to be honest, but yeah, it'd be, that's really interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's difficult when you rearrange it so much. That's so like true. it must change so much from the first kind of draft of it. Well, actually, I don't know if it changes that much. What I see, what I tend to do is just like overload it a little bit, um, and then I re- it's like it's super, it's very dense and thick. So I need to like take stuff out basically just to give it a bit of like breathing <laughs> space. So when I show it to like my friend, like peers or what whatnot, they're always a bit like, yeah, that's you know, it's sounding cool. Obviously, you had a lot of ideas going on at the time. Like, maybe <laughs> give it like a bit of a, a bit of space, which is always good. Like, it's, you know, it's so simple, isn't it? Just to like take something out and it just give it, let it breathe a little bit. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I was listening to it was uh, you know Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. It was one of the it was um, the Melancholy album. Yeah, I was listening to the deluxe one where you get like kind of all the different mixes of it. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a mix of zeros on that where they put a synth into it, but the actual mix has it taken out. Wow. And it sounds so much better just without, it's not even that big an element in the song, but Simple. just take that one element out. Exactly. And it's just so much more visceral. And I think that's why it's important to have a good producer who can uh, get tap into an artist like that to let to stop them like overbearing or like, just going a bit nuts on something and just be like, no, 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 it's like, it's good, you know someone to tell you when to stop i think is really important but that's interesting though 
Is that how it kind of works for your producers? Do you kind of go in with the four songs and they kind of just help with arrangement and just strengthening it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And I think I'm finding, uh, learning from it myself and my production is getting better than it was when I first started releasing stuff that it's really almost, I feel like it's truly my sound. Whereas maybe at the start, it was more of the, the thing we were just saying where they're like, you need to take more of this out or take a bit more of that out. But yeah, I think that's important. And the guy I've just been working with recently, Max Rad, uh, so he's great. And, you know, I sent him my projects and he like, you know, he has a few textures and mixes it, but he really tries to keep it as raw and as real. Even with like vocal takes, he's like, he, he's all for keeping that first take in the moment, keeping the moment there from when it was created. And I, you can, I think you can hear that in these new songs, you know, the, the, the real spark from when it was being created or whatever made up or yeah but that's why why is it this different about that spark it's I, I don't even know if you can explain it but like i guess because often sometimes well there's the imperfections you know it's trying to get, get away from the idea that you know it's perfect the perfect vocal take because you know it doesn't exist obviously but you know for your my own critical ear i'm a bit like oh i don't like the, the way I, that word sounded or whatever and he's like well yeah we're cool where well, you can you know you can always do something better but you know that was when you first came up with it. Like that's got, that's real. That's like, that's, that's cool. You know, like why be, and it's only me. It's actually like a selfish thing. Maybe who's going <laughs> to hear it. It's probably just being, I'm just being selfish really. Who, uh, who's the first person you shot a demo to after you've completed it? To, probably two people. My mate, Sam, bass Sam, people who I know is going to, who I really trust and I value and I think great, uh, you know, and they know what they're doing, but it also will just give me like proper, I mean, I'm sure lots of people would give me, you know, proper feedback, but like, I really do value their, I know they'd be honest if it was shit, they'd tell me it was rubbish or, but, but in a constructive way just to, yeah. So those two, so Sam and a guy called Ed, who actually mixed and helped produce a lot of my earlier stuff, like my first EP that I ever put out. Like I worked with him on it. Um, but yeah, I rate those guys. How did your songwriting change after you had people like that in your life that you could trust? Your music with mm. in terms of getting feedback and opinions from i think it's just uh, also part of it's like confidence and i guess just the more you do something then you're obviously going to get a little bit better at it anyway um and you know everyone always talks about like trying to find your sounds and it's like no one really knows what that means kind of because like what what is that but i think it's just like maybe it's just a confidence thing and just an an, an understanding of the direction maybe that's probably what it is so after a while you've already got a bit of a direction because you've been doing it for like four years or whatever but um yeah confidence i think is the main thing and and an understanding what you can do well like that's tr stop trying to be someone else like maybe you know play into your thing and what you can do well and what you like about making music you know and then it's it'll be fun it's just fun yeah so it's almost like once you've found your sound you need to understand it a little bit like you find the sound and then there's a process of trying to work it out and figure out exactly what it is that works best about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And I reckon that happens by doing it. Like subconsciously, you're you're understanding it by doing it anyway without, yeah. But I do reflect on it sometimes and I like to compare and I still listen back and being like, oh, that's interesting because I wouldn't do that now. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's, I, I've moved away from making, I don't know, syncopated sort of did it, did it, did like rhythms and then harmonise it. I don't know. I miss it though. I would like to do that still. Do you ever find, you know, say you start with like a, a rhythm or you start with chords or whatever, do you ever find yourself, your mind going back to previous work? 
like if you start something a little bit similar does it kind of bring you back to it yeah for sure yeah 100 percent. oh yeah that's so true um and maybe we're talking about this is going to be helpful because i'm 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 a sucker for a major seven <laughs> sort of chord um maybe you're picking up on it i don't know or maybe i'm just uh yeah and that's with, with working with other people they can help you shy out you know from your little traits or the, your tendencies that you do because it there's always even when i pick up a gu- guitar there's always like a chord shape that i'm i always just do immediately i wish i didn't do it but i just can't help it but yeah yes where is that what where is that chord shape coming from is that something you would have done when you first started playing the guitar maybe yeah yeah, yeah i reckon so that's so true it's basically like um i was a really big fan i know where it comes from as well because I think I was just obsessed. It feels good. It's basically where it's an A. How exciting. An A shape. But you know when you can just do like a bar chord A? Um, and then my friend Aaron was like, hey, you can do this sort of... It's the same shape. It's got a little... I think it's it's got an open E at the bottom. Um, at the So, yeah, then you put your thumb over and, and you do the uh, the root note like that. And it just feels good. It just... I like that shape. You can slide it up real nice. Um, and I think there's a band I like really... Well, I really used to like them called Real, real Estate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But they do all that sort of jangly sort of different inversions of... So it basically... It was long... Yeah, that was a long way around of saying, yeah, it's from that, I think. <laughs> How old are you at that time? When well, you I first come to that probably, moment? Uh, probably about 15, 16. Since playing, I've been playing that chord shape since I was 15. <laughs> are you quite conscious of your musical past when you're working on new stuff? Like, do you think about it as you're working and kind of finishing demos and songs? Do you kind of frame it in place, in the place of that? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's useful to do that, to acknowledge acknowledge progression or acknowledge uh that you times when you're maybe playing it safe but definitely and i think it's good to to do that and and all the music that you know i'm influenced by now is so much more eclectic than it than it, than it was when i was like uh like i don't know 14 15 or whatever i would consider myself a pretty like a an indie kid do you know what i mean and i was like oh i like these bands and i want to sound like those bands but yeah so my listening habits have changed and tastes have changed but i it's yeah, I think the calls are always going to be there, but it's good to acknowledge that as well. What you're trying to say seems to have changed as well. 100%. Yeah, you got more experience. You just, yeah, you're a bit wiser. Very true. I remember last time we spoke about with Memory Palace how you were, you were kind of trying to look at memories and a perspective of them and how they change with time and our relationship to them. Mm. Is that something you feel like you've continued to explore in the two singles since? Do you feel it still has an impact upon that music? that idea no no i don't think so and i guess it's just the context of which when they were written has changed because i was on i was doing the, the work on the ship i think when that was happening no that's really interesting that you've said that but no i don't i don't i don't think they're the same but of course the place i'm not in that that palace anymore so yeah but then I, is there a, par- a parallel between the ship and lockdown oh god yeah 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 being in that's the same so place true. yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. but i guess i maybe i'd already come to terms of that and it maybe it felt more isolating being on on the water in a weird way and work I don't know working every day but on the ship so maybe it was more freeing although you know locked up locked down and uh quarantined or whatever but something about movement as well though like you're constantly going forward when you're on the ship yeah it's the juxtaposition between the two it's very very strange (laughs) so weird going to that many countries but also just feeling confined to the same 
well, whatever square meters we had going on there. That is bizarre. The idea that you feel like you can't go anywhere yet you're traveling thousands of miles. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's crazy. I hadn't thought about it like that before. I think that that's was wild. that was the that was the weird thing. Like, I've never been to so many countries, but obviously uh, on the cruise ship. But yeah, you're always just it's just the same every. Very strange. <laughs> so different, but so the same. With that EP as well, you know, what we're saying about that memory pass, you're kind of documenting these memories where maybe on the last two singles, you're more, it feels more like you're singing at someone, you're singing to someone. Yeah. Particularly on uh, the last one, Let It Out. Yeah. Like yeah. The start, most of that song is like you're singing to someone directly at them. And it is that. If this one's a bit more playful, I guess it's, it's you know, it's not as deep, um, but it is that. It's, yeah. It's it's a bit more fun that one, but it is, and I think people have been saying that about the new songs that it's a bit they're a bit more direct. My vocal, and maybe this is a production thing, I don't know, but also it sits, you know, on top a bit more. It's, it pops out at you, which is which is cool that you're picking up on that as well. Like, that's that's cool. Would that inform the re- like what you said about the song being more direct in terms of your writing and your perspective and your voice in it? Yeah, would that influence the rest of the sounds that you're kind of playing with in that song? No, I don't think so. I can't. Yeah, I don't know. The sounds, I think a lot of it is just, in terms of creating the the, the song, um, it's just playing it, the same things over and over again. Um, but for me, that's fun. And again, it's like a very stealth and, you know, I'm indulging in, in that. Um, and I can just do it for hours until when I think I've got maybe the right melody on the synth or something, I'll, I'll just play it over and over again, like, because it's fun to, um, and then maybe that will change by the time, you know, I can just, I do one more, I don't know, I just tweak it slightly that's the that's the take but i could yeah just carry on forever would it ever completely change over the course of those few hours if you're tweaking it slightly each time can it be completely unrecognizable by the end yeah completely yeah 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 so that actually like you were saying earlier on there are different drafts i guess where one thing is completely sent the song in a different way but it's just been stronger than the other thing which was still really fun to make anyway do you record the whole way through like will you be able to have that first the, a recording of the first thing you played and then can you compare it to where you're at, at the end of that cycle yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, the whole way through if I can. Oh, as in like the take the whole way through. Yeah, so like, see, well, what we're saying about how you might start off playing it and then you'll just change it gradually each cycle and then by the end it's a completely different thing. Would you record it the whole way through so you could look at what you're doing at the start and compare it to where you yeah, end exactly up? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. But often I'm not that I'm not that smart with uh, like comp, comping and stuff. Like, you know, I'm all, I'm all for, now nah, I can play it better, delete. I don't keep or I don't keep files which I should but yeah I'm not that well trained in that way so I'm just like cool I can do it better let's just keep going because it's just an excuse to play it more anyway if I'm enjoying it then it's just a good sign so also adds a little bit of kind of tension to the process once it's gone it's 100% gone. pressure yeah that's true that is true well actually you know that being said going back to those Instagram grooves I was doing one of them one of the early ones which is a pre- I'm pretty chuffed with it I actually, so the, it was turned into pretty much a, a completed song with this crazy like breakdown, groovy breakdown thing going on. Um, and I've got the bounce of it, but I have no clue where the uh, the project, uh, actual the actual project is. So it's disappeared. So that's me just being an idiot, really. But, you know, in a way, there's something quite nice about that. It's just like, that was that, you know, that's cool for what it is. I guess it's an instrumental now. Um, but there we go. You just have to move on, do, do another one. Do you think you could ever recapture it? No, no. I thought about it, but I guess only not really. Yeah, no, I, ha- I haven't. So I've got a lot of demos like that where they are just what they are. And that's the thing. If they, if I don't 
uh, like see them through, then they're just kind of just festering. They're just like, there's so many I've got like that where it's like, I either see it there and then, or it's just, I'll have to just start again until I find the song that really um, sort of captures me in, in that way. How it's interesting is what I think about that. Well, you know what we were saying earlier, where once you get that groove that really works, you hear the kind of full song and you can see it. Is that when you begin to structure? Is that when you'll start to try and arrange it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it can happen quite quickly. So if it takes any longer than, I don't know, if it's taking too long, then it's obviously something's not quite right. Do you know what, do you know what I mean by that? I don't know. So Yeah, there's a value in writing something quick. Yeah, sort of. I think if you have to force it, then it's, it's, it's not right. So it's be like, cool, that, that was that. On to the next. And then, yeah, it keeps it, keeps it fresh, keeps it exciting and um, maybe add, keeps the pressure up. I don't know, because that, that, like you're saying, that adds quite a lot to the process. But Do you, do you have to complete the entire, like at least a draft of the idea in that first thing? Um, normally the draft will be on, I say draft, but like the idea, the like the nucleus of the song or whatever will just be like a, a guitar rhythm or a bass line just on my phone. And then that's enough. And then, you know, it's like, bam. Let's get going in into logic or whatever. When does it start becoming idea an idea and it starts becoming a song? At what point do you kind of put that sticker on it? What what actually is a song for you? How do you kind of define yeah, it? The song for me is when the, the lyrics, like when I've done the lyrics, the rest of it's like the sort of self-indulgent uh, fun time of just like recording it for the, the fun of it. But obviously the song, it, once the lyrics are down and I've recorded the lyrics, like then it's, then that's the song. So until I've recorded the lyrics, it's not a, a song for me necessarily in the same you know, with the same emphasis of the word, you know, as a, of song, I guess, if that makes sense. Is that because at that point you know what it's about? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, it's, it's not that it's not a song, it's just more of a thing. It's like, oh, listen to this thing I've made. But then when I do the lyrics, that's like a different hat. Um, and then until I've recorded them, then it's this, then that's the song. Do you have to, it's interesting, you know, you use that phrase, it's a different hat. Mm. Will you kind of compartmentalise the different parts of your process in your mind? Like, I've done this bit, now I'm going to do this bit, now I'm going to do this yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I treat them very differently. So, it's well, it is completely, it's more of a, a less sort of frantic thing doing the lyrics for me. It's less like sort of like completely in the uh, sort of uh, engrossed sort of state of mind. It's a bit more reflective, a bit more thoughtful uh, sort of. So, it has, I have to sort of treat them differently, which is, I think, in a way, which is why, like, with writing sessions and stuff, I always, am, I'm a little bit, sh I shy away from them slightly because it's kind of such a personal thing to, you know, be in a room with someone and um, write lyrics because I'm, I'm just not used to doing it like that. But, you know, I'm sure it would be valuable, but I'm just not, haven't really tried that yet. Would there be a place where you'd be able to get to a point <sighs> where I could do that? Yeah. That sounds kind of negative, though, but I'm, I'm trying to work out how you would get to a point where you could do it. Yeah. Like I'm wondering what would have to change so that you'd be able to put yourself in that setting and be able to kind of channel it in that space. Yeah, maybe if someone else did the, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I don't really know. I get, it's almost like obs obsessional, the, the music bit anyway. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's so, I enjoy it so much that I get quite precious over it. So maybe I could, maybe that's the, that's the problem. It's like a sort of, it's a, it's a, it's a me process does it feel like the song takes over when you're in that part of the process does it kind of go off on its own and it kind of writes itself almost yeah exactly exactly that yeah it's a it's it's sort of mayhem yeah and i can't not think about <laughs> anything else until it's it's like done yeah it's crazy maybe that's why the sessions don't quite work for you because you're not it's almost like you're not fully in control it's kind of in control of itself and you're just channeling it yeah especially if someone else is doing the the music part as well. If say I was sitting there just a little bit behind them in a chair, I'm sure it, it, it could work like that. But just so far it hasn't like necessarily, but 
but it's all, all very valuable, you know, to expand on your write, writing practice, just practice, I guess, to write with other people. But yeah. Is that part of the, the process, you know, the part we're kind of talking about that feels a bit manic and a little bit like mayhem? Mm. Would it, is it quite a fragile part of the process? Does it feel like if you maybe take a wrong step, can the whole thing kind of shatter a little bit? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. Especially if I'm not wow. saving it along the way and I'm just getting, get, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a good sign as well. If it is, if it ever like steps into that area, it means it's it, it means the ideas are flowing and you know you're getting in that zone and it's like okay cool this is this is good just get it get as many ideas down as as I can and then that's why the uh, I guess the fragile the use of the word fragile is the writing the the song the lyric part that suits the the energy the, or the the feel of the song you know it's the, the, they have to link up it has to feel right would you ever develop songs in a live setting as well. Like, would you ever take them into saying maybe tweet them slightly after a show or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we do do that with the band, to be fair. So when we do, when we play live, um, I mean, the the songs, and you know, they're quite well produced, a lot of them, in terms of there's, qu- there's so many textures going on. But obviously, you know, there's five of us in the band, um, but we don't, you know, we don't play to track or any of that. So it's, it, they're never going to sound exactly like they do on the record. But in a way, I quite like that. They're two products, they're two, you know, it's Charlie playing guitar. It's not me playing those guitar parts. It's they're on drums. They're not. They're not samples. It's like it's quite nice. So they're already that side of it is that the live context gives new meaning to the to the songs in a in a real yeah well in a real experience way. If that makes sense. Would they ever change in a live setting with time? Oh yeah, and they all do. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah. And they all you know uh, even for example, Plastic Gold. I mean, I'm trying to work out if we'll ever play that song again. Now there's, there's so many songs since then, but. Um, there's a little bit in the bridge and I, in the recording I only do two sort of it's like a little push just before it goes back into the chorus or whatever I did two chords and then Charlie was like well why don't we add in this little passing chord as well um, and yeah we, now we do that every time and I'm like damn it like I wish I thought of that which goes back to <laughs> why writing with other people is a good thing because you know they've got people got great ideas so I, I'm, I'm aware of this but you know we'll get there it's funny how you know, we're saying that part of the process when you're creating it can feel kind of fragile. And yet when you take it into that live setting, you can change it quite easily and you can just change it in ways that feel yeah. natural. But then if someone else is changing it, is that a part of it? The fact that someone else is changing it and not you? Um, a part of what, sorry? A part of... The idea of it no longer being fragile when it's in that space instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. tweaking it and changing it slightly. Well, I like it. I think, it, well, yeah, I, I don't mind them changing it if it's like, you know, if it's, if we're in that, because once we are playing together, we're like a, we're a unit, you know, we've got a, and if it's a good idea, it's a good idea. Like I, I'm all for it being changed and, you know, that gives value to them and, and playing it. If they're going to play the music, you know, they've got a great idea. Like that's brilliant. Let's do it. What do you do for like samples and stuff live? Like and let it out. You obviously like the bird song and stuff. Yeah. I can't remember what this, what's the song that's got a toothpaste commercial in it as well. Oh yeah, nice, well remembered. Um, Tongue tied, <laughs> which we've only played. Tongue tied, yeah. We've only played live once. May I add, that was the last gig we did. Wow. Was tongue was when we played <laughs> Tongue Tied the last time, which is just madness. But yeah, what we're going to do about the samples? Very good question. We're we're, we're going to work this one out because um, they are getting <laughs> they're getting more samply for sure. It kind of it gives. Uh, yeah, it comes back to the ear candy thing. It kind of just gives it a little bit of a slightly different personality. Yeah, for sure. And I guess who who's really good at doing that? Jungle? I don't know. Very good at doing that, yeah. Like, you know, you listen to the music like, how the hell are they going to play this live? But I guess there's quite a lot of them, but they do, it's like they're incre- they replicate it so well, like, fantastic. So maybe I'll just 
see what they're doing and try and do the same. I don't know. <laughs> has has the reason you make music changed with time? Um, yes, yes. And I guess also the idea of being an artist, that word of like being an artist adds a weird sort of level to it, which it didn't used to when I first started making music. Or like if, you know, people maybe start taking you a little bit more seriously, be like, oh, this guy's been doing this for a while. Like, oh, he's committed to it. Like, um, whereas before it was, I guess, a bit more, it was a bit more fun. And I did start out in like a band, but yeah, so it has completely changed. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Why for the worse in some ways? No, only because, um, like just the amount I overthink stuff at the moment, you know, and I'm always trying to like better my last thing or whatever, you know, if someone's like, um, like recently I've just got a new song that's just been played uh, like on, on radio one or whatever, but the, my local, uh, uh, BBC guy, which is so kind of him. And I, it's so exciting. He was like, Oh, I think this is the best song you've ever, you know, you've written ever, which is like insane, which is great. Cause it's not even out yet. But then in my head, I'm like, especially when I sit down to write, I'm like, okay, well it, how can I make the, you know, what is the next thing? But that's all, it's okay if it's not as popular or whatever, but all this madness, like you can overthink it when actually back in the day, it was just fun. It was just fun to not just to make music because you wanted to, instead of trying to do it because you want to make a career out of it. I don't know how it gets a bit, gets a bit Are you wild. quite competitive with yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. But I think you, I don't know. I feel like you've got to be a little bit. Yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe I am. I think so. Yeah. I think as, as long as you, yeah, I think it's very healthy to be competitive with yourself, just as long as you're not being competitive with other people. Because once you start that game, it's just a game of comparison. There's always going to be someone doing better. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, that's so true. And you you will drive yourself crazy. And I think we're all, uh, I mean, especially with social media, and I think that's so much part of the music game at the moment, isn't it? So actually, are you, you know, I think if it was just about the music, we wouldn't compare so much because you can't compare you just enjoy people's music but it's just the social media aspect of it which we're probably comparing maybe that's personally that's what i'm talking about i don't know but oh, well, it comes up a lot it feels like something a lot of artists are kind of struggling with at the moment oh man it drives yeah it's nuts and that's the thing that stresses me out the most which isn't used to you know, like you know i used to write some tunes or we used to write an ep whack it up on Bandcamp. it was so exciting but it was just you know it was just so fun whatever but now it's just like having to do a post oh man it does yeah it, yeah you get that little fix you get that little buzz when people are liking it or whatever which is yeah great cool but yeah it does stress me out being like oh you need to, i need to post more but i god yeah we've kind of spoken a few times in the last few minutes about when you started off and when you got into it and how it's maybe changed slightly in the way that you approach it and what it's doing for you and use that word artist and this idea of when you do it for a few years you start to get taken more seriously was there ever a point where you you were afraid of the word artist no i'm not afraid of it i mean it's just like i guess artist is more of like i'm, I'm sort of just a maker uh and the same uh, you know make <laughs> make making things that i like and hoping that people will like them but artist is quite it's just like yeah it's quite cool i like to think it's like nice i'm an art i like maker that's a very humble way a to maker, put it a maker of things <laughs> and i guess even you know back in when we talk about the lockdown purpose or whatever, like, you know, it was just making stuff like the amount of satisfaction of like, there was nothing there. And then you made something, you know, because you're an artist, but you just, or you've necessarily got a huge, uh, you know, you've got something you need to really say. It's just like, you've made something that you're proud of and hopefully people enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to think of myself with like a nice little beret on and <laughs> yeah, sitting out in a cafe somewhere feeling like, yeah, God, I'm an artist, but 
I do do that though sometimes. Do you need to make to feel fulfilled in life? Yeah, I think so. To be happy. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it's also a bit of a a voice, uh, which again sounds cliche and art. That's, that's something an artist would say. They would definitely an artist would definitely say that. When uh, when are you happiest making music? The, when it gets frantic and it's like I can, I'm really feeling it, and the ideas are flowing. That is like that's the that's the sweet spot. That's my favorite bit. Um, for people in the surrounding areas, when they're just hearing the same thing over and over again, but that's me in my happiest moment when it's just like, just got grieving away, just like loving it, and just like, oh wow, yeah, and then I'm going to do that thing, blah blah blah. That is like that's the fun bit for me. I I love that bit. There's a real kind of euphoria and mania. Yeah, for sure. But in it, I think it's kind of controlled. Like I'm relative, I'm quite a tidy person. Like before I start, everything's very tidy in its place. It's all very organised. But by the end of it. Like, there's no time for tidiness in a way. It's just like things everywhere. Yeah. And then I clean it up at the end and then, you know, it's all good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.